0: We are using cool like cloud computing, which lets us store and access data and programs over the internet. We are also diving into artificial intelligence and machine learning, which help us make sense of all the data we have and make smart decisions based on that. And of course, we are digging into data analytics to understand our customer needs better.
1: Welcome to Chief Digital Heroes, where we celebrate those who lead the charge on all things digital transformation at the world's most innovative banks and financial institutions. Here's your host, Matthew Van Niekerk, CEO and founder of Settlement. Now, let's jump right into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening to another episode of Chief Digital Heroes. Today, I'm speaking with Maya Gorgoladze. Maya, thanks so much for being here today. And for the listeners, Maya is the Deputy Chief Digital Officer at Bank of Georgia. And thanks again for chatting with us today.
0: Thank you, Matthew, for invitation and greetings to all your subscribers.
1: Great. Let's dive in. I looked at your career path so far. It's been quite diverse. Can you share with us the journey that you've taken that's led you to your current role as the Deputy Chief Digital Officer at Bank of Georgia?
0: Yes, of course. Over the past 16 years, my journey through the banking sector has been transformative, covering 12 positions across six leading banks in Georgia. So I started in my early 20s. I began my career as a junior desk employee. However, I quickly transferred to a new position in the risk management department, dealing with the credit cards. I soon recognized that this role did not feel like the right fit for me, prompting me to seek out more opportunities, both within and outside the bank. Now I believe the essence of this story is not just the the list of the jobs titles I have held. It's about the inward journey and my personal growth. My path was not always smooth sailing, filled with like promotions and easy success. It was, however, differentiated by a persistent drive to evolve and eagerness to learn and a strong conviction that I was uh, destined for more than what my current roles offered. Uh, These beliefs uh, empowered me to move beyond my comfort zone to leave positions where I felt my growth was kept. I strongly believe that mastering your profession requires starting from the basics, diving deep into every phase of the organization. It was through this exploration taking on various roles in different departments, in the banks that I discovered my true passion the thrill of competition and satisfaction of pushing my own boundaries. Today, as I stand before you, I'm excited to share that I started with a lower position, but now I am like deputy CEO and this path was very like impressive for myself. Mm -hmm. So I think I have like this advice that if you don't like what you do, and if you don't like what you are doing, you should like quit and you always have like some opportunities outside of your organization. And you should like discover all of this.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, just on that point of like, let's say most people don't say just quit, but they would give other advice. But one thing that I've also given advice in the past to different people when they're starting their career is to look at who they're working for as well. So there's one thing about the company, there's one thing about the role, there's another about the people you're working with and how do you look at if you've got a great job with a great title, the work is interesting, but uh, your boss sucks. That's, that can also be very frustrating and hold you back. Do you have any reactions on that? What role does the people around you and specifically the boss play in in determining whether you're successful in what you're doing and you enjoy doing?
0: Yes. Yeah, so here in my role as the deputy CDO, like I lead our digital sales and data analytics teams I manage a talented team dedicated to boosting our digital product sales. So we work closely like with the digital product owners, the marketing team, a various business division. This collaboration is crucial because it ensures we are all aligned and striving towards the same goals, driving growth and increasing customer engagement on our digital platforms. At the same time, I manage a group of product analysts who are essential to our operations. They track user interactions, conversations, and profitability, providing us with valuable insights that guide our decision-making process. A big part of my job is taking care of exciting new projects in the digital. We are really pushing the boundaries and setting trends in the banking world with these initiatives. It's all about finding fresh, innovative digital solutions that put us ahead of the game. This is super important for us to stay competitive and keep our edge in the industry. Basically, my role is multi-layered. It's all about driving digital adoption, ensuring profitable digital sales, leveraging data analytics, and always striving for innovation and excellence in our digital offerings.
1: Yeah, great. Excellent. And so you've got quite a, it sounds like a very hands-on role, covering both private and, and retail banking, if I'm not mistaken. So what does a typical day look like for you?
0: I think that just like everyone else, <laughs> my days have a routine, but as the deputy CDO, I strive to make each day impactful and different. I start the day with my team, ensuring our digital services are running smoothly for our customers. After we check like numbers, how we are comparing with our KPIs, then I stride into collaborative meetings with various departments, brainstorming on how we can enhance our digital banking experience. In the afternoon, I shift my focus to a new and innovative project, diving into the latest in banking technology and figuring out what can really make a difference for our customers. Also, data plays a huge role in my day too. Alongside my team of analysts, we analyze customer behavior and sales performance, constantly looking for ways to improve. So despite the routine, I always aim to lead by example and keep the innovation alive. Some days are like ordinary, but in this role, every day has the potential to be extraordinary. (laughs)
1: That sounds really exciting. And the one thing that I kept hearing so far in our discussion is data, data, data. It sounds like you're at Bank of Georgia that that's, I don't know if that's at the bank in general or specifically in your domain. And I think to having access to data means that digital transformation is well established, I suppose. And I'm curious to see or hear, uh, where would you put Bank of Georgia on a spectrum for digital transformation? So what is this, basically, what is the state of digital transformation at Bank of Georgia?
0: We at the Bank of Georgia have put in a lot of effort and money into making our bank better through digital transformation. What that means is we are using some of the latest technologies to make our work more efficient, make our customers happier and create new and better services and products. We are using tools like cloud computing, which lets us store and access data and programs over the internet. We are also diving into artificial intelligence and machine learning, which help us make sense of all the data we have and make smart decisions based on that. And of course, we are digging into data analytics to understand our customer needs better. But it's not all about the tech. We are also changing the way we do things, making sure we put our customers at the center of everything and making sure we can quickly adapt to whatever our customers need. So we like speed up the processes after pandemic period. So I think the pandemic period helped us to make the processes more like smarter and develop everything in like different ways.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. So I think you mentioned something that keeps coming back in many of my podcasts about digital transformation. And sometimes we, I think in the digital space, the focus is is very much on technology. What's the coolest, newest technology. But what you mentioned is so true from all the conversations I've had. The tech is just one piece of a successful transformation and also need to take into account, like, the people, the processes. Are there other things within a digital transformation? If you take people, processes, are there other dimensions that you focus on as well?
0: Mm, yes, I think it's, uh, like, new technologies and trends. I think, without a doubt, the technologies that excite me the most currently are, like, artificial intelligence and machine learning. These technologies incredibly powerful and have the potential to transform industries, streamline processes, and create more intelligent systems. One of the major trends I'm particularly excited about is like personalization, which with the help of AI and ML, we are now able to analyze vast amounts of data to understand individual preferences and behavior. This enables us to create a highly personalized experiences of the users. You know, personalization is not uh, just about enhancing user experience. It's also drives better engagement, increase like customer satisfaction. And can significantly boost conversation rates by understanding and anticipating the needs of the user. We can deliver more relevant and meaningful interaction, which ultimately benefits both the user and for the businesses. Also, the integration of artificial intelligence and machine learning with personalization today is like game changer, and it's a trend that is only set to grow in the coming years. The possibilities are virtually limitless. And I'm eager to see how these technologies will continue to evolve and shape the future of digital experiences.
1: Yeah, really interesting. Yeah. AI, ML, those are fundamentally changing, but it's how exactly will it change? I think is you've mentioned a couple of areas like customer engagement and a few others. But I think it's fascinating that we have this, we're on the cusp of this technology and where it's going to take us and where it's going to take banking as a sector it's still yet to be, that course is yet to be plotted. And and I think that's a really exciting time to be involved with it. And maybe a question around AI ML. So the examples you gave were really about how, that I, as I said, it's more about what can we bring the client? And I said earlier, you said everything is customer driven, but I'm curious to hear like at Bank of Georgia, are you for internal processes or internal purposes? Are you also using AI and ML?
0: Uh, yes, uh, we use it in different like projects and different processes. Like for example, for real-time fraud detection, we use like chatbot not only for example, not only for like 24/7 assistance. We use it in like different ways. We use it for surveys and feedback collection. We use it for example. We are like traditional bank and we have more than 7,000 employees. So we have like range of products and services and our employees for our employees processes simplifying. We use also chatbots to navigate the, our products and services. So we simplify like our employees processes also. I can like reuse AI and machine learning for also Luan generation. We have like application process which provides uh, to our customers like two minute decision in real time like customer like can start the Luan application process from anywhere and anytime and they can approve a loan in like two minutes so it helps us to like boost our sales so these technologies is very helpful for Bank of Georgia and I think for all like organizations
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. So given your experience, Maya, what are the top skills that are really essential to be a great chief digital officer?
0: Uh, Okay. I like this question. (laughs) I think there are some skills that can lead you to success, not only like as a CDO, but in any position. First, I think that be passionate about what you do. Without passion, regardless of your degree or the university you graduated from, you will never be as successful as someone with less education, but more passion. Second, never stop evolving yourself. Like be curious. You should always like aim to develop, focusing on growth, not just uh, in your specialty, but more broadly. The more you know about the market, competitors and cross-functional teams, the higher your chances of success. Third, I believe that it's crucial to understand how to interact with people. No matter how knowledgeable and educated you are, if you cannot interact with the people effectively, you will never be able to build a team. A team is the force that can bring any of your ideas to completion. If it's not like uniting the team and if the members are not happy to come to work every day and don't clearly understand their mission, then none of your skills can yield the desired results. And I think that finally it's like motivation is the key. Not just like your own motivation, but uh, also like ability to motivate others. Some days will be like good, some days bad. Every day is like different. We are all humans and maintaining a consistent level of motivation and passion on the daily basis can be challenging for everyone. However, you must like separate your personal feelings from your job and your team. No matter how bad your day is, you need to bring energy and motivation to the team every day to ensure that this fuel is never lost. Think of it like a train, you know, it takes some time for train to pick up speed. But once it does, it moves at full speed. As soon as the speed, this is like motivation slows down, it takes time to build it back up again, which means you lose time. Falling like behind your competition can happen quickly. So it's crucial to be a motivational leader, full of passion and curiosity to ensure that you never stop growing and developing. I think it's like important ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, really great. So if I, just to recap, it's primarily about passion, curiosity, communication skills, and maintaining motivation for yourself and for the team. Yeah, that sounds like a a great set of skills that for chief digital officer, but as you said at the beginning, for any kind of a leadership role, they're really relevant uh, skills to have. Great. And what would you say is the most difficult part of the job of a, a chief digital officer?
0: Uh, I think everyone would answer this question differently. For me, the hardest part is that I'm always in a rush (laughs) and set really high goals for myself. I'm not satisfied with just reaching uh, my targets and I always in parallel have like ambitious goals. I want to go like above and beyond. I push myself always hard and aim for the stars, really. The tricky part is I find it hard to be patient and wait for everything to fall into place. (laughs) The time it takes to get from where I am reaching those big goals can feel really long and stressful. I think it's like most difficult, difficult part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I understand. that's like, you wish everything was done yesterday, but the next best thing is today. And anything that's going to be done tomorrow is just to adds to that anxiety or, or let's say, uh, but that's, I think that's probably the passion coming out. Like uh, you want to get things done, get push things ahead for the bank. And uh, well, anyway, thanks for sharing that. Are there things that people commonly misunderstand about your role?
0: Now, this topic is like a bit tricky because we cannot really get inside of people's heads. <laughs> okay. We're just making uh, educated guesses about their thoughts and opinions, uh, but some folks might look at big leadership like position and think it's all about telling others what to do, or they might believe it's a breeze to handle so much responsibility. But truth is when you are sitting in a big chair, (laughs) you have got to have your eyes on everything. What your team is doing, what other teams are doing, what's happening on the market and what your competition is up to. Every person like on your team has their own job to worry about. But you, you got to worry about all of it. And sometimes even about people who aren't reporting directly to you. Okay, so it's, you're not sitting in
1: an office with your feet on the desk, just waiting for things to happen again, that's that's <laughs> maybe the misconception and uh, yeah, it's a cushy job, but no, you're, you're constantly keeping your finger on the pulse in many different projects and, and in the market as well. Great. And at Bank of Georgia, are there some projects that you're most excited about?
0: Yes, yes, of course I am. <laughs> I will single out like two exciting projects I'm working on. The first is like, gamification in our mobile banking app, this is new for me and I wasn't sure how it would go, but we started it four weeks ago and now 40% of the people who will use our application are playing these games and I'm really happy about this. I think like a second project is about selling more deposits through chatbot. We will launch it all the next week. So the chatbot like use AI, like artificial intelligence and machine learning to help us like talk our customers in a smart way. I think this will help to give our customers better offers, make them happier and sell more. I love like working on new things, especially if no one else has done them before or if we can do them better than others. And, uh, you know, it's more important one is that I'm excited about projects which is new and oh, I will have like new challenges trying like new ideas. So I like experiments and like to take something like new.
1: Yeah. This maybe uh, this A number of things I wanted to ask more about, like uh, the gamification. Can you maybe describe that a little bit? I think everyone has a high level understanding of what gamification is, but within the banking context and that some people might be like, wait, this is my money about, this is not a game, but maybe, can you explain a little bit more about that? And how does a client experience what you're describing as gamification?
0: Yes. Okay. I will explain. As I mentioned before, we are like traditional bank in Georgia, but we have like uh, 75% of our customers, which use our digital platforms. So they are like going to the branch to like activate some products and services. So we wanted to develop something new for them, for educate them for making them like easy process to activate products and services from the mobile application, because 95% of all products and services we have in application. So we wanted to like making some process, which uh, would be like fun and easily for customers. So we developed like um, this game where customer can receive like some quests like every week. And they, like, answers all the questions and activate some products. And after they fulfill all, like, questions, they gain some, uh, like, points that they can, like, redeem in, like, marketplace where we have, like, a wide range of vouchers, like, gifts that they can, like, exchange. So with this gamification, we are trying to increase our, like, uh, product and services information and to like activated products and services with like fun way.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. Interesting. Yeah. And I think when I was reading a little bit about Bank of Georgia, you've won many awards from a digital, like a mobile perspective. Can you say a little bit about the awards and what are you gonna do next to win the awards next year as well?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last year we received like award from Global Finance for like best consumer digital banking. And we are, you know, never stopping to implement like new technologies, new features for the customer. As I mentioned, like, I don't know how many times, but we are like traditional bank, but uh, we emphasize like with digital. So we always like making like integration, something new. Like for example, we have like application for like banking products. We have also like many offers for lifestyle offerings, and we now integrated some services that are not like financial services and products. For example, insurance, trading, like customer can like uh, buy some like trades for from like US market, like which takes like, I don't know, like one minute. So we want to be like more like super app, and we are like developing these features in our application. So, you know, this award also answers to our hardworking, like, how to say, like. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, I think you, the ethos that you're describing, um, ethos maybe is a word for that, but it's like there's the belief that always put the customer at the center and build amazing digital experiences for them. And the external recognition, congratulations for that. I know it's months ago, but uh, congratulations for that. I think it's a huge achievement. Great. So, unfortunately, that's about all the time we're going to have for today. But before we wrap up, I see that you're at a number of events. If people want to meet you, are there events coming up in the future that they can meet you at? And if not at an event, then where can they find you to follow what you're doing and what the bank is doing?
0: I think on LinkedIn, like uh, connect with me like uh, by LinkedIn, uh, Maya Gorgiladze, <laughs> and I would be happy to interact with your subscribers.
1: Okay, excellent. Well, amazing. And thank you so much. It's been a fun conversation. I've really felt the passion throughout. Thanks so much for bringing that to the podcast and to our listeners. I've learned a lot about what you're doing. And I think our listeners will about uh, have a lot more insights into the role of the chief digital officer. And so with that, I'd like to thank you once again for joining and have a great day and looking forward to speaking to you in the future.
0: Thank you, Matthew. Have a nice day too.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Chief Digital Heroes, brought to you by Settlement, the world's leading blockchain transformation platform. To learn more about Settlement or to access the latest episodes, visit settlement.com.